We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Roto-Grinders, food for thought, fresh off the bye week, happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, you know we got some energy coming off the bye week, we got the game plan, the team always plays better, with more rest, good to see you Will Priester, happy belated Thanksgiving, and I guess we're already entering the Christmas season, but depending on who you talk to, we've been in that before Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely man, Um, you know, happy Thanksgiving, and holidays, Christmas uh, coming up to, to everyone. And uh, it's, uh, this should be a fun pod. You know, a, a lot of interesting things happened uh, between Thursday and uh, today. And, you know, once again, man, the NFL proves yet again uh, how it can be turned on its head. With a few with a few games going against the grain, and that's the beauty of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> it, so many interesting things happened this week. Uh, like I said, between Thursday and all the games, Mike between Mike Wright starting, Justin Fields sitting, uh, you know, the Ravens go down, the Cardinals go down on a buzzer beater. The Raiders win in overtime in a big, big, big win. Dolphins just don't play their starters in the second half. I mean, it, it, it was a lot this week, man. Uh, you know, Baltimore goes down. And I know I'm kind of doing this this overall, you know, overarching recap, and then I'm sure we'll, we'll dig in. Don't look now. The Bills struggled against the Lions somewhat. You know, the Eagles were – in a, in a dog fight for a little while. It, it's interesting week for the NFL. Uh, Lucha, I'm going to let you take this thing 
out of here because I know a sore spot for you is the Titans losing on a, a special teams penalty. Uh, man, just so many interesting things happen uh, over the course of the week. Did I, did I mention the Browns winning in overtime? That's, that's another one. Uh, I mean, a whole lot of controversy and, tri- and trivial times in the NFL. Um, I'm just going to hand it back over to you, man, and we'll just dissect this thing piece by piece. Yeah, the past two weeks have been crazy. And, yes, happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. We talked on a couple podcasts ago. I am Jewish, but I grew up doing bull, you know, a little bit of Christmas. My dad was Catholic, so Hanukkah is on the 18th, and they kind of overlap this year. So it's one of those rare years. I'll probably get together with my family, and I don't know. Maybe we'll exchange pairs of socks or something. I'm not super religious, but we like to get together for the camaraderie. You know, my grandparents did their thing, and they were a little more invested in it, and I respect that. And maybe we'll get some brisket and some potato pancakes or whatever. But um, the holiday season is here, and people are, are in the midst of it. Whew, football has been a blast. By the way, regular season annual leagues are winding down. You probably have two weeks left in the regular season if you're playing season long. And, of course, best balls are starting to wrap up. We're starting to get a clearer picture of some playoff scenarios and some hypotheticals, which are a ton of fun. So let's talk about the New York Jets first because – the decision that Robert Sala had to make was probably one of the top two toughest decisions a head coach has had to make this season, in my opinion. Do you bench the kid that your organization invested in, uh, which wasn't necessarily his guy, but the Jets invested in Zach Wilson? Chief and I, you and I, we've been talking about the talent that this Jets roster has. The defense is really, really good. Sauce Gardner's the man, and he's just at the tip of the iceberg. That front seven has been good for like two years, and we saw flashes of it last season. And we've seen Mike White play a little bit. We've seen a bunch of peaks. We've seen some valleys. I can objectively tell you that right now he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I I don't know if he's the long-term solution for the Jets. He was fantastic against Chicago. He's the best option right now for the New York Jets. I don't know if he's the long-term guy, but you know what this feels like in a weird way? In a loaded AFC, this feels like I'm thinking of two analogies and two, I don't want to call it anomalies, but we saw a bunch of ceiling plays. We saw some sparks. In the NBA, about 12 years ago, we saw Lynn Sanity take over the league for six months. He was phenomenal. And then he became an above-average pro who had a nice little career, dealt with some injuries, but he was a pro in the league. But this, in a more direct, like, correlated analogy, I'm getting some Nick Foles taking over for the Eagles vibes when they went on a serious run and he played out of his freaking mind. He was throwing absolute darts in the playoffs, knocking off the Vikings and the whole nine, and of course, they beat Tom Brady. And then he regressed pretty mightily. And was an average to at times below average quarterback and, you know, became a backup. But I kind of feel like the Mike White spark is real. I think this team has explosive short-term potential who could really spoil someone's uh, home game in the first round of the uh, AFC playoffs. It might be my Titans. It might be someone else. I think this is a dangerous Jets team right now. 
And you can't tell me that after just watching some highlights and watching some videos and looking at Twitter that this locker room is not behind Mike White. They are completely bought in. Well, here's the thing. The easiest way, um, in, in, in football especially, in my opinion, in my opinion, uh, I was I was more a product of a basketball locker room than a football locker room, which is, in my opinion, is totally different. Less people, probably a little bit more personality because there's there's one ball and there's 15 players, and you, you get what I'm saying. Like in, in football, the the defense is a unit, right? And they're working together to ensure that they can hold the other team from scoring points. And when you and when you're an elite defensive unit and you know it, offenses tend to make you frustrated when they can't put up points, right? Like that's like look at look at the Broncos and look at the Jets and look at what happened with the Broncos this week against Carolina. I, I promise I'm headed somewhere where you know you see a player literally screaming at Russell Wilson on the sideline, right? And you see last week. Uh, if you watch the the clips where, of course, Zach Wilson says, you know, they said, hey, you know, do you think this is on you? You think, you know, got the frustration? No, no, not at all, right? That That's his statement. No, not at all. And then the coach says, okay, I'm sure players were saying, coach, he's got to go. Like, just get Mike in there. Like, coach, Zach Wilson's got to go, Right. So Zach Wilson loses the football locker room. In comes Mike White. In a, a general sense, are the Bears as good as the Jets? No. And so here's what happens in football, Luke. If you're if the other team's not as good as you, you need to win convincingly. Not only did Mike White have this team winning convincingly, Luke, it was raining the whole game. The Jets put up 31 points. Mike right, Mike, Mike, Mike had over 200 yards passing in the first half, pretty much. Garrett Wilson got his. Elijah Moore got his. Everybody's running around screaming and happy. Who cares if it was the Bears, right? You gotta you, you can only play who's in front of you, and you've got to beat the team that you're supposed to beat. And they did it convincingly like that that that's 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 what stood out to me this wasn't like a 17 to 10 win do you know how good the defense felt when they were holding the bears to 10 points and the jets just kept scoring the guy they had the juice right they, they, they were they sustained, excited. they sustained their drives finally yeah they were able yeah. to breathe they were able yeah. to breathe i mean when the defense gets to sit on the sideline and actually watch the offense have some some explosiveness and some excitement. They're more rested and they're having more fun as a team. I can tell you, uh, nobody felt better than Robert Sala after that game because if that game went poorly, if they got blown out or didn't score an offensive touchdown, could you imagine the New York media after that one? Oh man, here's the thing. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Believe it or not, I actually want to watch the Jets play this week, and oh, here's yeah. why. They get to play the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Even if they lose, lose, even if they lose, if the score is like 28-24, I don't think anybody's going to have any complaints. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, And if they win, my goodness, uh, it's going to be Mike Wright season 
and he's our, I think he's the quarterback for the rest of the season anyway. But if they win this game on the road in Minnesota, it, it's going to be exciting times in the Jets locker room. I can tell you that right now. Did you organically nickname him Mike White, Mike Wright? Mike White is right. Mike White yes. is right. He yes. is right. I like it. You know what? And I I had their schedule pulled up. And I think I'll be able to segue this thing pretty nicely because I, you know, coming off the bye week, my ADD is uh, lessened. I'm a little fresh right now. But you look at their schedule. They don't play any tough defenses except Buffalo. Minnesota can't stop the pass. At Buffalo is the one I'm looking at. They got uh, Tredavious White back for the first time this season last week. So big, big, big win for the Bills getting White. Huh, another guy named White. This is the Mike White, Tredavious White podcast, I suppose. But big win for him. Top corner in the league, you know, first time playing football in the year. Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, and then at Miami. We know Miami can put up points. Our defense is okay. But that last game of the season against Miami could really dictate some playoff positioning. And we won't really know uh, the postseason uh, layout until that game is solidified, most likely. So favorable schedule for Mike White to to not stink is what I'm saying. So, like... No matter no matter what, I don't think he'll look like the all-time wrong answer. I think he should go into next season with a chance to compete at least. Uh, oh, unless- no, no, no. Listen, if they go to the playoffs and win a playoff game, he's coming in the next season as the starter. There's no Unless they go out and hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying, like trade and get like an upper echelon quarterback, like, you know. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers? No. Oh, no. there was rumors with Aaron Rodgers linked to uh, no, 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 no. IJ. And that's not that's not an, and so and let me clear that up. That's not an indictment on Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think he's leaving. He's he's owed too much money. I like, understand. I understand. Yeah, I mean, no need to tie up all that money in an old, deteriorating quarterback. I, I agree. Uh, but when it's, when it's out there. It's out but there I'm saying if Mike if, if if Mike has them winning, they don't have to pay him nearly as much money as they've got to pay somebody else. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they could have a gym on their hands. Like, is he going to end up being the best quarterback in in New York? Not, not Buffalo. Not Buffalo. I don't want to. I don't want anybody. I know Buffalo's in New York. I'm saying between the Giants and the Jets. I mean, to me, he looks better than than Danny Dimes right now. Danny Dimes has got wheels and he's got mobility, but Mike White looks more like a quarterback. Mike White is right. Yeah. Okay, here's my next segue. And this is going to be a long week in review because there's so much to tie in. Multiple weeks in review. We just saw the Eagles and the Packers play primetime Sunday night football. Previous to that, now we can talk about both these teams. Prior to that, our last podcast that we did, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Two podcasts ago, we looked at the Eagles' upcoming schedule. We said, when the hell are they going to lose? I circled the indie game because they could run the ball. Sure as hell, Jeff Saturday, former all-pro offensive lineman, comes in, and they realize, hey, we could still run the snot out of the football with Jonathan Taylor. And the Colts are the Colts are in the chase again. Uh, the AFC is pretty loaded, and they have some ground to make up. But they're, you know, look, look now, they're a 500 football team again. And the national media will absolutely eat it up in a week or two if they get another win against Pittsburgh. But Indianapolis brought them right, the Eagles right down to the wire, and the Eagles did what good football teams do, and they won the football game. But they lost against the Commanders, who were hotter than hell. 
another quarterback change. And Ron Rivera had to make another pretty brutal decision and say, you know, even if Carson Wentz is healthy, Heineke's the guy. And the commanders, look at that NFC East. So I'm tying together a couple different things here. The decision for Heineke, who the entire locker room is fully behind no matter what happens. And the fact that the Eagles keep winning football games, but we saw where they can be exploited in the run game. You know, the Packers, if they did anything really well, it was run the football against Philadelphia. Jordan Davis is slated to come back against King Henry next week. So that is a much welcome sight for Philadelphia. So a lot of things I'm tying together here. We're starting to see a pretty picture here. But we'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. And they just keep winning football games, Chief. So where do you power rank the Eagles now? And what have you saw out of them the last couple of weeks? Um... So here's the thing. The Eagles keep winning. And that's the NFL, right? Like how many of these weird games can you win enough to put yourself in a position to one, have home field advantage? So so at, even as of right now, Philly's beating the Cowboys, right? So it doesn't matter – what we how we feel about them if they keep winning all roads go through philly right like that that's that's basically how this thing is set up and do you do you think philly has enough juice to continue to beat teams well here's what i've seen the past two weeks luke that i think we did see in the prior couple weeks uh don't look now Hurts is starting to run the football a lot more than he was the past couple weeks. And so what's the, what that's translating to, in my opinion, is more points on the board. And so I think that until the defense catches up, do I think the defense will catch up? I think at some point they're going to be able to get pressure again. But as we've talked about, like, their linebackers are never elite. And, and they've lost Gardner Johnson for a while. So we, we've they've got to figure out how they're going to – make the defense reasonable or I think productive while they've got some of these kind of injuries that are holding them back, I think. And I think that's what's happened best with like, they do have some injuries that quite frankly are holding them back in their secondary, but you know, the offense is going to have to put up points now, right? They can't, they can't score 17, 20 points. I think this offense has got to score 24 to 28 points to continue to win games. And I think they can do that. Um, and, and as we've seen the past couple weeks, Jalen Hurst's legs are they're starting to carry the team here a little bit, get them, you know, put them in some favorable, favorable down and distance situations. Or like as we saw last night, I mean, he picked up a third and six with a uh a quarterback draw. Like third and six. He just picked it up with his legs. Um so to answer your question, until Philly loses again, I think all roads go through Philly no matter what. Now, and that's my read on it. They're still East. They're still leading the NFC. Um, And and until until they lose again, I I can't legitimately say anything other than that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is a beast. They essentially essentially have a two-game lead right now for the number one seed because they have the tiebreaker with the Vikings at some point of this season, 
Nick Sirianni is going to have to look at Jalen Hurts. If the Eagles are keeping pace and it's like week 16, 17, hey, bud, we need you in the pocket. For the love of God, stay healthy. We we just – at some point, if it's the end of the season and the games are like semi-meaningful but not, not as crucial, we might see some injury management, even if the guys – We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, are still playing, we might see Jalen Hurts uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically not run the ball as much kind of thing, because Which we already said that we, you know, if the, be healthy at the right damn time. Sometimes timing is everything. Dallas Goddard's gonna have to get back up to speed. They haven't had him. He is such a great security blanket for Jalen Hurts. You know, Jordan Davis coming back defensively. He was a big blow. A young guy making huge impact defensively. The Eagles have a great pass rush. The linebackers are their Achilles heel. And the secondary is pretty damn good if Slay's healthy. Uh, but we saw some teams run the football against them. The thing with the Eagles is, offensively, like these, and I know we're going to probably inevitably talk about this at some point, none of these guys have really been there. Been in the grind, in the playoff atmosphere, it'd be, it's fantastic to be at home. Like, being at home takes a lot less pressure off you, obviously. A.J. Brown's the guy who's been there the most, you know? Of course, you got some yeah. of these offensive linemen. Uh, they're going to have to be the leaders in the situation. Lane Johnson, uh, you know, a couple other guys up front that have been there and have won. We're going to have to see some some mature play because I feel like every time the Eagles have lost or have come really close to losing is just some dumb mental mistakes. Like, A.J. Brown – not totally holding on to that ball while they didn't blow the whistle, like didn't have it covered up with two hands and the Packers take it the other way. Like, like just anomaly type stuff where maybe there's a brief mental lap lapse. Listen, uh, that's or, why you lost to Washington. I was going to say Washington, some just lapses. The Texans gave them a run for their money through a couple quarters. And there was just some, some brutal stuff going on with, you know, not connecting. So being healthy at the right time, and you know, being mature enough to to react before thinking for some of these guys, I think is going to be huge. I, I think the Eagles are a powerhouse. I, I really do. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a, a tough game with, you know, Tennessee coming up and we'll talk to them momentarily. So give me uh, some final thoughts on the Eagles. And if you want to talk about the Packers at all, I mean, that's fine, but. We we don't have to no no them. we don't have to talk about the Packers this week they, they they've soaked up enough of our time. Okay, fair enough. Eagles looking mighty good. Uh, Tennessee and the Bengals were the only teams playing, at least in the one o'clock window, with winning records against each other. 
I, I didn't look at all at all the records throughout the entire week. But it was a really competitive game, fairly low scoring. The Bengals just have Tennessee's number right now. That that's all I can say. And you know, twenty to sixteen ball game, Chief. You know, Tennessee couldn't establish the run. My take. I was here, shocked. I, I was shocked. Derrick Henry only had what thirty something yards rushing. I mean, it was some. I mean, literally that that I was shocked. How good though? And I don't come on this podcast and give Ryan Tannehill props, but. He looked very good against Green Bay, who I know this is the furthest thing from a Green Bay podcast, but their pass defense is pretty good. You know, Derrick Henry wasn't great in that game either. He didn't have 100 yards. He killed a bunch of my SGPs. <laughs> you go against Cincinnati, and, you know, Tannehill looked pretty good, didn't make any mistakes. Traylon Burks is a live chief. And, um, yeah, got a, big, got a big pass late, too. Yep, yep. The bottom line is here is the Bengals were the better team. Tennessee was 0 for 4 in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. And that's you're not going to win many football games when offense has come hard to come by. Another team whose offense has struggled most of the year shows some signs lately. But you don't see anybody going at each other's throat on the sideline. Mike Vrabel's culture, uh, that's the difference right now. Right now, between a team like Tennessee uh, and the New York Jets, I think. Uh, because you have, uh, you know, you have the culture. Everyone is bought in. There hasn't been much turnover, right? Tennessee knows their identity. And I think the Jets are dangerous. I think Tennessee is a little bit more dangerous. I will say this, though. Um, the Bengals are absolutely playing good football. And we need to give their defense, uh, you know, some love, too. Uh, another game without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. The Bengals made one or two more splash plays in Tennessee and got it done. Uh you know, I I won't be a full believer in the Titans until they get rid of offensive coordinator Todd Downing because he's he's just awful. Um, fresh off his DUI last week, called a terrible game. We won't get into that. But uh, this Titans defense has played, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight games uh, without giving up more than three touchdowns. So – I look at Tennessee and I look at the Jets. I look at the entire AFC. I look at, you know, I love even look at Baltimore, even though we'll get to that. I, I think the Chiefs are the favorite and they should be. You know, the Bills, we've we've seen, we've, you know, had some question marks here. The Titans could get in, the Jets could get in and do some damage because they play great defense. They like to control the clock and they don't make errors. So I think we're going to see, I'm going to say we're going to see the most exciting NFL playoff that we've seen in, I don't know, a decade. Here, here's what I'm going to say. And, and, and it's just to kind of uh, put a little attachment to what you're talking about. I think right now, if I had to pick the best two teams in the AFC, in terms of overall performances for the past five weeks, it's Kansas City and it's Miami and it's not close. Like those, those are the top two teams. It, yeah. it, it's it's those two teams. Like, listen, man. So so here, here's my thing. I can't stress enough how crucial it is that Miami barely played their starters in the second. They basically had another bye week, is what happened. Like, if you think about it, Luke, they played in the first half, two had about 300 pass in the first half, almost, right? And he just bit he, he really kind of doesn't play. Jeff Wilson. 
you know, doesn't get it done for us in the props department last week. You know, legs locked up on him, went to the locker room, came back, you know, had a couple carries, but he didn't play a lot. Like, this team is going to be fresh for their next game coming up. It's, it's, and look, they didn't care. Like, Houston was kind of mounting this comeback, you know, a mini comeback against some of, some of the backups. The coach didn't care. He's like, look, I'm not playing my starters anymore today. You guys do what you want to do. You're not going to win this game. Like, Big swagger move by the coach to just pull your starters in the third quarter. Like, huge to say, I no, we're, we're not going to allow anything crazy to happen to our players in a game. Because here's what he told his team, basically, when he did that. We're going to win this game. I'm not even worried. You guys, we've already got this game under control. Kudos to the coach for not being afraid to pull these guys Knowing that, guess what? Next week, we got to play the 49ers in San Francisco. Like, what a call by the coach, man. I, I, hey, I that's can't a great, enough. That's a great segue because we're going to have to tie in some some look-aheads with some, you know, reviews here. This is the stretch I've been waiting for. The West Coast trip for Miami at San Francisco, at Chargers, coming home for the Bills. This is where we're going to really see what Miami's made out of. And if they go through this and win two out of three games at minimum, you better get your futures in right now while they're still reasonable. We've already – and listen, we got ours in two weeks ago. I I, I got to think the odds have changed some because we got them at, what, plus 700, plus 800. Like, we got it at good plus money. It's – we're getting close. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see Mike McDaniel, Tua, that, those shiny new cars out there, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek. I'm excited for this three-game stretch, man. We're going to see some fantastic football. We're going to see what Miami can really do across the country that coming home for the Bills. I, I'm so pumped for this for them. On the flip well, side, well, this, this is the game, though. To me, this is the game because you're going to see two offenses that are going to play about the same. It's, it's which oh, yeah. defense is going to get it done. Yeah, now San Fran, don't look now. Here we go. Shiny new toy and Christian McCaffrey. The offense is healthy. The defense has been playing phenomenally well. So Yeah. They won yesterday 13 to 10, and they didn't even have to blow the top off their offense yesterday. Like, it's they, they shut out. Excuse me, I said 13 to 10, I meant 13 0, not 10, 13 to 0. In a national football game, I know Andy Dalton's the quarterback, don't get me wrong. Saints aren't good, don't get me wrong. Should the 49ers probably have scored more points? Absolutely, but the defense still held these guys at zero points. Takeaways. In a, in a national football takeaways. Game. They're forcing Alvin Kamara to fumble. That doesn't happen. Like, multiple takeaways. These guys are beasts. I love that Niners defense. D'Amico Ryans. Someone make this man a head coach. Somebody hire this guy. <laughs> yeah. Give him a shot. And you know what? If yeah. he's more suited to be a coordinator the rest of his career, so be it. Someone will take him in a heartbeat like we talked about. Give Absolutely. Give him a shot, him I mean, a shot look, look at Ed Quinn. The Cowboys pick yeah. up Dan Quinn, and suddenly this defense is flying around. Now they probably got to fix some of their run defense. But guess what? We had when he had the Legion of Boom. It was the same thing. They're going to be great. You're not going to be able to throw them well, and maybe you'll rattle off a couple runs. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, man, defense is flying around. They're playing well. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, talk to me. I mean, look, smarter the 49ers to go back and pick up their ex-girlfriend. 
Because if they did not, I mean, wow, what kind of situation would they be in if they didn't go back and get Jimmy? It'd be ugly. I mean, who are they going to go out and get? Seriously. Like, and look, I think this is, it's interesting to see, like, yeah, um, Trey Lance was there. I know he got hurt. But I think Jimmy's I think Jimmy's gonna have this team in a better position than Trey Lance would have had this team in. No no matter what. Like Jimmy's a professional quarterback. Now, is he Tom Brady? No. Uh is he Josh Allen? No. Is he uh is he Jalen Hurts? No, right? But he's a professional. Um, is he Kirk Cousins? Maybe. You, you get what I'm saying? Like I'm serious here. Like, Kurt isn't elite. I don't, you know, Kurt is some elite quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's been given the keys. He's got a good arm, but he's not elite. And so no, that's, I, how I view, that's how I view Jimmy. This is a Homer comparison. The Kirk Cousins comparison is great. I, I kind of view him as Ryan Tannehill, who is balling right now. But Garoppolo has arguably the best skill weapons in the league outside of Miami and maybe even better. And he's got a fantastic, fantastic scheme. An offensive genius. And you know, Shanahan is a monster. But, so, but doesn't that make the quarterbacks anyway? Like, yes, so, yes, that's what I'm saying. And look, I, yeah, I, and I've got a reference for scheme. So we look at Fields, and he looks like the worst draft pick ever until they change the scheme. They change the scheme, change the play calling, and then suddenly – he looks like the best draft pick out of that draft and went too late, which was true anyway. But my point is when coaches quit trying to put their scheme on the quarterback and have a, have a scheme for the quarterback rather than their scheme and try to fit them in the success typically follows. And then you can give them pieces, right. Of what you're trying to do as they progress better in the league. Now, yeah, should, you know, does Justin Fields have an injury? Yes. Is part of that because, you know, probably he's been running around a little bit too much? Yes. But does the offense look better when he's out in space? Yes. It's, you know, so scheme is everything, man. And you, yep. you end up in the right scheme and it can change your career. Look at that Tannehill. I know Arthur Smith has taken a lot of criticism with Kyle Pitts and everything, but look at that Titans offense when Arthur Smith was the OC. I, I mean, you see a world of difference, you know. Uh, if the Titans scored 24 points a game this year, they'd be 9-1. and one. <laughs> San Fran is – San Fran is my favorite team to, like, spoil the Eagles or the Vikings, you know, miraculous starts to the season. Not miraculous, but just historic, honestly. It's been a long time since Philly and Minnesota both – we're playing this breed of football and have sported the records they've had, you know, over two thirds of the way through the season. Uh, San Fran yeah. is suddenly just outside of six to one to win the Super Bowl now. So you're not going to get a ton of value there anymore. Um, but, you know, with Miami, with the Jets, uh, and maybe even Tennessee at 35 to one, you know, if you believe in defense and, and Derrick Henry, I, those are maybe your value spots right now. Before we you know look ahead, we have so much we could cover and we could tie some things in. How about the Minnesota Vikings, though? I mean, what 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 can you say? They get demolished by Dallas, right? We saw that. They have to come back and play on prime time against Thanksgiving. Uh, and they beat a 
you know, above average New England team. It wasn't pretty, but the Vikings get the job done. Should we and Justin Jefferson? I mean, good lord, just an animal. Should we everybody be, take a number and get in line? It doesn't matter who it is. Should we be talking about Minnesota more? Or can you view them as serious contenders? Listen, I, I'm not discounting Minnesota. I don't believe in Kirk Cousins long term. And and look, I could be wrong here, but here's what I think happens. Kirk Cousins just has a, he's going to have a turnover at the wrong time and it's going to cost him. But because of all the great things he does outside of that turnover at the wrong time, it gets overlooked and he'll be a Minnesota Viking again next season. But that's, that's Kirk Cousins, man. He, he's going to give you the big plays, but when, when it matters most, like I, I'm afraid Kirk Cousins is going to throw the turn. I'm afraid the turnover is going to be there. I really am. If Justin Jefferson doesn't bail him out with a one-hand catch against a defender on what fourth and nineteen or whatever it is, like the, they've already lost another game. Well, he has, nine, to, he has nine picks this year. We can say that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's my point. Like the turnovers have always been been there. And you know, I'm looking at the interceptions this season. You can say, oh, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins and Tannehill or Garoppolo, but Tannehill and Garoppolo both have half of the turnovers that Cousins does. And, you know, is that the and difference between maybe wanting one of those quarterbacks slightly more than Kirk Cousins to lead your team? Possibly. I think that's the difference in them winning games that maybe they could not have won. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, when when – Okay, for instance, let's go back to the playoffs last year. And I know we got to get out of here at some point, but what cost the Tennessee Titans a playoff game? Poor quarterback play, turnovers. Exactly. Imagine if Ryan Tannehill just played how he did during the regular season. Just don't turn the ball over. We might be having a totally different discussion about right. last year's playoffs. He, and- they, the Titans could have lived with that 100 yards he threw for, but he threw three interceptions. First play of the cool. game. And then when the game was almost wrapped up in the fourth quarter. So you're absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's hard to buy in, but so we didn't really get to talk about the Ravens uh, collapse into the Jaguars, but uh, so Baltimore is hosting Denver and what what's going on with the Ravens? I mean, Justin Tucker, best kicker in the planet. Almost, hit a, a, almost seven a 70 yarder. I mean, I, look, Justin's still the best kicker in the league, period. Baltimore's a strange team to handicap and figure out at this point. Well, well here's the thing, though. Are we, are we blameless? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On Lamar, or are we going to blame it on the defense? The, The Ravens scored 27 points on the road. Like, they scored 27 points. They were up in that game. The defense has got to stop the Jaguars. Like that, 
bottom line. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, d- did Lamar miss some throws yesterday? Absolutely. Like, he missed one. I think it was um, – I think DeMarcus was running up the, up the field and wide open. He just missed – I think that's who it was. But even still, this offense put up 27 points, and they let Trevor Lawrence just come back and pick him apart late. You can't do that. The defense has got to play better. Tough one. Uh, tough season for the Bills. They choked a couple of crazy games away in the fourth quarters of, you know, the first quarter of the season. And uh, we could be having a totally different discussion about Baltimore. They could be fighting for the one seed, you know, if they didn't piss a couple of those games away early on. So let's run down a couple big games and we can talk about uh, real quickly, uh, you know, what your thoughts are on them. Washington and the New York football Giants, suddenly a, a huge game. Vegas has them as the commanders as one and a half point road favorites. Who do you like in this game? Right now, I got to take commanders, man. Defense is playing good. Running game is getting going. Taylor Heineke is still a problem. Like, you know, he, he's going to over some guys, going to throw some guys. The turnover is going to be there for Heineke as well. But the defense in the running game has been playing well enough, and that's what's been getting them out of these games. I'm going to trust their defense again. Um, even on the road, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you. For me, it's strength versus weakness in terms of Washington wants to run the ball. They do, and the Giants can't stop the run. And strength versus strength is the Giants need some kind of run game, and Washington funnels the run. They're going to make Daniel Jones throw the football. I'm with you. Uh, Jets and the Vikings, give me a winner and why. We'll go a little lightning round here before we uh, do GPP. I'm going today. Jets. I, be- I believe in Mike. Like Mike, I got to be like Mike, be like Mike. If you guys don't know what that is, just go look it up. It's an old Michael Jordan commercial. Uh, so, but yeah, I believe I believe Mike Mike has this team feeling like winners. I, I'm I'm rolling with the Jets with the upset against the Vikings. Remember what I said: the the turnover will come at the wrong time for Kirk Cousins. I'm going with the Jets. Can't wait to see Sauce versus Jefferson. Might be a big TJ Hawkinson target game. We'll see. I'm rolling with the Jets, too. Give me the Mike White. Give me the Linsanity vibes and Nick Foles vibes. Make me a believer. Let's get the hype train out of control. Give me Mike White. Tennessee and Philadelphia, I don't know how to handicap the Titans. They always win games they shouldn't. Um, You know, you can run the ball against Philly. Five and a half point favorites are the Eagles. I I think it's going to be a close game. Listen. You know me. I'm a Titans fan. I still think Eagles win 2017. I, I like that call. I think Eagles win on a late drive. That, that's my read on this, on this game. Eagles on a late drive. If you give Philly, if you give Tennessee one stupid chance, like if we see one of those miss, you know, miscues by Philly that they gave Green Bay, though, very possible Tennessee just runs us not out of the football, and, and it's, a, it's a different story here. A.J. Brown's been circling this game for a while. Very good possibility he hangs like a 6-150-and-two-touchdown game against Tennessee. It'd be nice if he did go ahead and complete my season-long over 100-yard games this season. He's been MIA for a while. So, you know, yeah, been- I took him over two and a half. He's at two. Almost had three. One of the games was at like 94-95. I'm like, man, just get one more pass. But they, 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 they had the game in control. Miami, three-and-a-half-point road dogs at San Francisco. Big one in the late 4 o'clock window. Let me hear it. Give me the Miami Dolphins. I'm a believer. Uh, I'm a believer in Tua. I'm a believer in the swag of the team. I'm a believer in the coaching staff. 
I'm a believer in Tyree Kill. I'm a believer in Jalen Waddle. Nothing puts more pressure on a defense outside than speed. I don't care how good this defense has been. There isn't a speed demon team in the league that's close to Waddle and Tyreek. I like what we're seeing here. Give me the Dolphins set at four o'clock. I think Vegas got it right. I'm I'm a little I'm buying into both, but I'm a little bit more of a believer in San Fran at home. I think they're gonna hit Miami in the mouth just a little bit more. Give me 24-21, San Fran. Make me a believer, Tua. I will buy in with this road win. One more game here, then we'll do GPP food of the day and story time and get out of here, Chief. Kansas City at Cincinnati, 425. Love this one. Love this one. A little bit of a rematch for Kansas City. The Bengals are humming even without Jamar Chase. I think he'll be back that game is my best guess. We could see Cincinnati with their skill guys back here. Who do you like in this game? Is the Chiefs defense good enough to take them all the way this year, by the way? Are they? Yeah, I'm going I'm going with the Chiefs, man. Like they're, they're the best Chiefs and Dolphins. I said it. I feel like they're the best two teams in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are going to – I think they pulled this game off easily. This defense is not going to slow down Patrick Mahomes. I, I think they give it to Patty Mahomes with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and game is over. Yeah, I think it's pretty close, but I, I like the Chiefs. They have a run game. They're committing to running the ball for the first time in, in pff, quite some time. Pacheco looks really good. Jarek McKinnon kind of has his little gadgety flow, a little receiving back action out of there. You know, Edwards Hilaire is out of the picture finally. We don't got to worry about you know getting him involved. Clearly, he's not the guy. Uh, Juju's back healthy. But these other guys, you know, the quote-unquote collection of guys that – this organization has brought in to help put a bandaid over the absence of Tyreek have been great. Valdez Scantling was great last week. You know, if you can give him that. If you give Pat Mahomes that, uh, we're good. And uh, Sky Moore is really starting to step up. So, yeah, you absolutely love to see that. Give me the Chiefs. You got anything for GPP Food of the Day or story time before we get out of here, Chief? Listen, man, my GPP Food of the Day, my mother-in-law cooked me a really good sweet potato pie. Shout out to Mom Murray. Love her so much, and uh, it's exceptional. I could taste the the blend of vanilla, cinnamon. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Sweet potato pie for the win, my friend. I was in beautiful Siesta Key, Florida for the holidays, and I love going to the Daiquiri Deck on Siesta Key. Great, strong, frozen drinks, great wings, best wings in Siesta Key at the Daiquiri Deck, believe it or not. Shout out to bartender Chaz. You're the man. If you're in the Daiquiri Deck in Siesta Key, ask for Chaz. My man, we chopped it up about fantasy football all week while I was there for happy hour. Good stuff, Chaz. Uh, when I came home to the Poconos this weekend, my beautiful girlfriend who surprised me with dinner. We went out to dinner, had a bunch of different kinds of steak uh, right here in Bethlehem, PA. So all those uh, dating etiquette clips we had earlier in the year looks like I passed with at least a passing grade. Someone's able to put up with me, so that's nice. Anyway, uh, I'm thankful for her. Shout out to you. Taylor, thank you. It's been good chatting with you, my friend. Where can the people find you on Twitter? At ChiefJustice06 on Twitter.com. Check me out at the J. Carlucci. We will catch you next week. Can't wait to see what unravels this coming week in NFL football. A lot of big games. It's going to be exciting. So for the Chief, Will Priester, I'm the Luch, Justin Carlucci. Have a good week and good luck, everybody. <laughs>